Welcome to this fireside chat at the Carrier Summit. Uh, we're going to be talking about eliminating waste, and most of that is in dwell time and detention. And we're here with the founders of Baton, Andrew Berberick and Nate Robert. How are you guys doing today? Doing well, Kevin. Thanks for having us. Tell our audience a little bit about Baton, its origins. I know a little bit about it uh, because you guys were, were coming through Chattanooga and we were discussing this uh, about a year ago, uh, right when you were, were really hitting the, the road running with it. But explain to, to everyone out there what exactly, uh, what, what Baton actually does. Yeah, so I can tell you the, a bit of the origin story. Uh, so basically, we Nate and I were digging into the, the freight industry uh, about a year ago and trying to find some of the largest unsolved problems in freight. And I think that's where you ran into us in Chattanooga. But uh, we, we talked to about 120 different executives in transportation and kept asking the same question, you know, what is the largest problem that you're facing? And what, what came up and what, what they kept bringing up was detention and dwell is this huge source of waste that hasn't been solved. And then, you know, a couple Right after that, Nate and I found ourselves driving uh, around and, and spending time at truck stops. And we asked drivers, what is the largest problem in your job today? And the, the same thing came up, surprisingly, right? Drivers said that waiting at warehouses, being stuck there is the largest problem that they're facing. We took this a step further and we found ourselves sitting at the table with, with some of the Prologis executives. So, you know, Prologis, as, as many of you may know, is Amazon's largest landlord. And we asked them, what, what, do you, what, what problem do your tenants complain about the most? And they said the same thing. It's the congestion associated with detention and dwell. So we, we, we realized that this is probably the largest unsolved problem in freight. And some, some people, when you dig into this a little bit, some people have point solutions to this. You know, Amazon has these, these drop terminals outside of major cities where trucks can come in and, and leave lo loaded trailers. But no one has solved this problem for everyone everywhere in freight. And that's the concept of Bataan. So Bataan has a, a network of drop zones that we place around uh, major metro areas where line haul carriers come in, stage fully loaded trailers, and then we optimize a network of local drivers to do the final P&D. So yeah, detention is one of those really uh, unsolved issues in trucking, and it's a, it's a very difficult problem. You have that two-hour uh, kind of industry norm of loading and unloading. Uh, but that's really only the tip of the iceberg, isn't it, Andrew? Yeah, what's crazy is, you know, when we think about wasted time in trucking, there's there's three types of waste that we talk about. So one is is the dwell at the facility, the warehouse detention and dwell. And then the other two is actually, they're actually problems that very few companies measure or even have ways to measure. So one is what we call in-transit dwell. That's the lag time that a driver has to bake into their transit um, to hit appointments on time. And you can imagine arriving early in, in uh, LA if you're driving from Dallas and, and having to wait, wait until your appointment starts. And then the second, you know, the third, the third source of waste is what we call interappointment dwell. So that's the, the amount of wait time between appointments that drivers have to wait to get their, their backhaul. And so our, our mission is to eliminate wasted time in trucking, and we, we target all three of those. And all, the, all three of those have kind of a common theme, for the most part. They're inside cities, inside the congestion and the traffic patterns of rush hour and really uh, delays and low mileage uh, situations where there's a lot of waiting uh, going on. Uh, if we take an example, as you said, Dallas. I mean, what is kind of the, 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 the metrics of 
going in, delivering, picking up, and, and leaving Dallas? Yeah, it's a great question. I think um, it's it's both operating performance. So, I mean, when we think about the costs associated with with that final and first mile, the largest one by far is unused hours, right? Trucking companies track revenue per truck per week, and if if they're not maximizing revenue per truck per week, it's a problem. But the 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 other area, right? There's there's other costs associated with that that segment that that people aren't really quantifying. I think probably the the second largest is is the costs associated with driver detention uh, retention. So you know, average trucking company spends about ten thousand dollars recruiting or per driver recruiting drivers, and then most of those drivers leave at the end of the year. And if you think about it, if the largest problem drivers complain about is waiting in unused hours, uh, waiting at warehouses, this is a huge problem in the industry. Um, and I, I think so. I think there's a huge contributor to that the retention problem uh, resulting from city driving. Uh, in addition to that, I, we we think about uh, fuel efficiency. So if you're not driving 55 miles an hour on on the highway, you're not maximizing the the fuel efficiency of your truck. And then city driving also has higher higher accident rates, so insurance premiums go up. And I think I've always thought of this, and and we've talked about this in the in the past as well, Andrew. Is that on that driver attention part of it, going in uh, to, especially if you're a regular truckload driver, uh, going in there or a carrier having uh, you know irregular truckload uh, drivers operating in unfamiliar territory, uh, say Dallas, LA, uh, getting lost maybe on on unfamiliar roads, unfamiliar uh, delivery pickup locations that adds a lot of stress, which creates more turnover, right? 100%. And I mean, this, this does come down to, you know, what is the, we need to start thinking about what is the future of driver lifestyle that we want to design towards. And when we think about, when we think about that, it's about adding a degree of predictability to to a driver's life, helping them predict when they can get home on time, helping them predict when they're going to, you know, wh- where parking can be. And we, we think um, beyond just helping them make more money by being more productive, we want to give them that degree of predictability. Yeah, and then that definitely that predictability is, is what we all crave, uh, especially drivers. And it should, that, that hidden cost of driver attrition, driver turnover, uh, it should delay. Uh, so, uh, we have all these factors in effect. Why is now the the perfect time for a company like Baton to come on the scene? Right. This Q2 was was a pretty fascinating time to be in the freight industry. And in one quarter, you had the the worst freight market in recent history, and then in the same quarter, you had the best freight market in recent history. So so what that means is the same companies that had to lay off drivers to stay afloat. In that same quarter, a couple months later, had to go cover more freight than they've ever had to before. And if if you're a company that is having to do that, the the level of optimi- optimization in your network that you would need to be able to pull that off um, is is just unparalleled. You know, it's it's um, this is the first time in history you would have ever had to do that. So I think I think right now, as a result, trucking companies are having to reject freight for for loyal customers, and and that's a huge problem. So. What Baton is positioning, you know, what we're positioning ourselves to do right now is is make it so trucks don't have to turn down freight. We want to give them the ability to optimize their network um, without this wasted hours, these wasted hours, um, so they're they're able to keep moving and, and meet the demands of the market. And you mentioned, uh, you know, having dedicated lots or, or yards around uh, major metropolitan areas. Can you go into that a little bit more and kind of the benefits of 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 that for truckload carriers. Yeah, totally. 
So, uh, for example, we're we're live in Atlanta and, and Los Angeles right now. We have we have uh, pretty good coverage around the Los Angeles area in particular. And uh, what what that means is instead of you know imagine you're driving from Dallas to to LA instead of coming in and having to hit a two o'clock appointment at a warehouse, we're going to give you a flexible twenty four seven window to to drop off your freight. And so that means when a truck comes in, they just drop off and we'll stage the return load for them. So there's like virtually no wasted hours in their in their journey. So Andrew, that's a, a totally interesting take on how to eliminate some of the waste in detention and dwell times. We'll switch over to, to your partner here, Nate Robert, and get his thoughts on kind of dive a little bit deeper into those those three main categories of detention. So as we, when we think about waste in the in the trucking industry, we think about three main categories of waste. So the, the 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 main category of waste that everyone talks about is detention and warehouse dwell. Um, a lot of carriers recoup some of this by increasing rates or charging for detention. Um, everyone still complains about this. This is still a huge problem, even if carriers are able to recapture some of the waste. Um, the other two categories, though, are a lot less talked about. So um, the the second category is in transit dwell which is all of the slack time in between when a driver picks up and when they get to their, their drop-off appointment. And this is more than just the, the driver arriving 45 minutes early. It's all of the time baked into that transit that you need to bake in to make sure that the driver is going to arrive on time for the appointment. And the, the third piece is inter-appointment dwell, which is the time between a driver's, uh, between a driver's delivery and the, the time of their next appointment for pickup and the time when the, tar- the truck is just waiting around in between those. So the crazy thing here is these are super difficult to track and most carriers don't, don't track any of them very well. Um, a lot of carriers do have an idea of their detention numbers, but very few have any way of quantifying in-transit dwell or inter-appointment dwell. And, and for these latter two, there's not any way to recoup those, those lost costs as well. So, so a good way to think about this for, for everyone uh, in, the, in the audience, and the, the reason why it's so hard to quantify is if, uh, if your driver goes into L.A., right? So it's so about the time they, they hit traffic, they go into L.A., they, they drop off, they might go across town or across L.A. to another location, uh, wait there, pick up, you have hours of service, you might run out, and you might hit rush hour uh, leaving LA in the, in the afternoon, right? So that all that time, I mean, it, it could be a day, a day and a half, uh, depending on all these different variables. And that's really what you're calling dwell time, right? So um, first it's about, so, so there's, there's two pieces of it, like how, how many hours are you getting back and then how much value is in those hours? So if you think about a standard lane going from Dallas to LA, um, on average, based on the carriers we've spoken with and based on industry data, there's about three hours of in-transit dwell time baked into that into that transit if you're trying to hit a hard appointment. Um, then um, then on after that, I mean the, the industry standard for, for detention is about three hours of three hours of warehouse dwell during the, the unload. And then um, for inter-appointment dwell, you have anywhere between one hour to six hours, depending on how good you are at stacking up appointments. Um, and that's only just for one side of the appointment. That's just the, the drop-off piece. And then it's repeated on the, on the pickup and then, and then going out. So, so together, you could, you could say maybe there's nine or 10 hours of, of waste in there. And each of those hours, if, you're, if your driver was instead driving on the highway at 
50 miles an hour, getting $2 in revenue per mile. That's like $100 per hour. And, and yeah, you're not going to recoup all of that because that's, but that's the theoretical max of like, of, of how much value is currently being lost in the system. Right now, I mean, who's your target market for this uh, drayage or this final delivery piece uh, for Baton? Our primary customer base is carriers. So right now we're working with um, uh, three top 50 carriers, um, and, and of those, one is, one is a top 10 fleet. We're also working with some brokers as well, um, but our, our primary audience is carriers. And so in addition to, to those, we have a, a wait list of five or six carriers as well who are waiting to get on board with, with some of the stuff that um, we have live now. Yeah, so we have trucking, we have yards. How does technology play and, and tie all these things together? Yeah, so the, one of the reasons this hasn't happened before is just the complexity of, of managing all the different components of connecting to the, the long-haul driver, connecting to the warehouse, optimizing the efficiency of the local fleet, and um, uh, just making sure all of those pieces come together, that's where our tech platform comes in. And the way we view this is we want to be the, the API of the final mile that any carrier can just plug into, and then everything happens automatically. All the tendering happens automatically. You get your updates automatically. You have visibility into where all of your, all of your trailers are the entire time, and it's just one plug-in point. And then your drivers are able to come in, drop it, drop off at our drop zone outside of major metro areas. And then we take care of all of the local P&D. Your system is automatically updated. And then your driver just turns and burns and goes and starts their next delivery. So Nate, it's, it's interesting that you guys are building yards around major metro areas. We've done a little bit of research and we've talked uh, many times over the last year about autonomous trucking and kind of uh, where, where that trend is going. When it gets here, who knows? Uh, and how how close we get to a level five, if ever, who knows? Uh, but but the trend right now is more of the long haul side, and you know having yards or terminals uh, around major metropolitan areas kind of feeds into that trend of of where autonomous is going, right? Yes, definitely. So when we when we think about the the future of the freight industry and what it looks like in five, ten, twenty years, there it 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 can't be this this efficient inefficient as as it is today. So um, I think there's a couple components of that. One, we do envision this segmented delivery model where long haul drivers are do what they do best, driving on highways. They hand off to more efficient local fleets in metro areas that can handle the final mile with what much less waste. Um, and, and you're right, the, the autonomous piece plugs directly into this because when you think about autonomy, it's not a matter of when it's going to happen. It's a matter of where it's going to happen first. And it's going to happen first on highways. So you can you can then imagine an autonomous truck doing the long haul highway only segment, handing off at a transfer hub to a human local driver for the final mile and um, them completing the delivery. And that's that's on top of things like that you can do with the segmented delivery model where you have vehicle specialization. So you can you can gear the duty cycle of long haul trucks to run more fuel efficiently on the highway. You can you can gear the duty cycle or use electric trucks in in cities where the power economics of electric vehicles are a lot more efficient. So this, this long-term segmented delivery model is what the industry is moving towards and has to move towards to, to be able to be more efficient in the future. 
That is a perfect point and a great place to, to end this fireside chat with Andrew Berberick and Nate Robert right here uh, from Baton. Good luck, guys, and keep me in the loop. I, I, you made great progress over the last year. Uh, looking forward to see what, what this next year brings to you guys.